Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. Well, hello there, my Tomorrow's Leaders. Welcome back to the show today. Another great episode planned for you. I hope you're enjoying your year so far as it whips into March. Unbelievable. I'm looking outside my window at my tree in my front yard that's blooming. It's, it's got It's got flowers and stuff on it. Looks really nice. I love this. This time of year starts to get fantastic. Goodbye, zero degree weather. And yes, I'm in North Carolina. We didn't really have that here, but I traveled a ton and experienced the zero degree weather effect where your entire body is frozen and pins sticking into your face and just it's painful. So warm weather is to come upon us soon. Uh, okay, first things first. Uh, well, I don't have any guesses yet on the pod, uh, the uh, last week's last episode's riddles. You know why? Because I just recorded the episode about an hour ago. So that's why you haven't even gotten a chance by the time I'm recording this to let me know. Hence, I do not have any guesses for you. So keep guessing. But I will tell you today's riddle. So today's riddle, I'm going to mix it up a little bit again here. Uh, now, the um, the answer to a couple of riddles ago was a chain. If you remember, that was... Um, I am strong as steel, yet have holes, and uh, the answer was a chain. So in the spirit of a chain, here's a chain riddle for you. A horse attached to a 24-foot chain wants an apple that is 26 feet away. He reaches the apple and munches on it, no problem. How is that possible? A horse attached to a 24-foot chain wants an apple that is 26 feet away. He reaches the apple and munches on it. No problem. How is that possible? Okay. Uh, Send your guesses to me. You know how to do that. And I will announce your name and your address and phone number and social security number and bank account number on this podcast. This podcast broadcasts out to 91 different countries. um, And I will um, do my best to make you famous. Okay, so let's get into today's topic. Last time I had shared with you uh, the three, two, one rule, which is uh, a, a easy way, simplified way to make your day more productive and be more intentional and deliberate with how you spend your day. I want you to come out. I want this year to be your best year you've ever had, ever. And this is one great way to do it. Take control over your day. Be super, super intentional. And come out of it with the plan that you have, not somebody else has for your day. So three, two, one, real simple. The three critical things I want to get done today. It doesn't matter if these these don't have to be big things, but they're important to you. They could take two or three minutes even, one of them. And and it's quick, but it won't happen unless you make it a priority. So the three, two, one rule is what are those three things that are most important? Let's get two of them done before noon. And then the other one done afternoon, your day will be fantastic. You'll feel great. Your afternoon will feel great because you've already got two of those things done. So here's the second part to this. This is the critical thing is in order to be able to say yes to the right things, you have to say no to the wrong things. You have to. 
Um, you have to, have to, have to. And unfortunately, most people are not good at saying no. They're just not. Uh, we're asked to do something. We say yes. An idea comes to us and we feel like, okay, let's take some action on it. Uh, there's something that seems like, okay, if I invest time, hey, this is going to make me money or make things easier or get production going better or move us in the right direction, but we don't realize or think enough about the cost or the expense of doing that. There's always a cost. If I invest time, it's the opportunity cost. What else could I have been doing with that time? doesn't matter. If I'm bringing a return from what I'm investing time, it doesn't mean it's a great investment, just like anything else. If I invest $10,000 and I make a buck, that doesn't mean it's a great investment. If I invested a dime and I made a buck, it does, but it's all based on what I'm putting into it, right? Versus what I'm getting out of it. So the concept is we have to be great and better at saying no. And I'm guilty. I'm raising my hand right now saying, I've not always been good at this at all. I've been horrible at times, periods of time in my life, taking on too much stuff. And this happened actually not that long ago. I remember when I had uh, left my nice cushy corporate role back in Boston to start my business doing leadership consulting. This was back three years ago. And um, one of my hidden passions and and uh, things that I've always thought about, wow, this would be really cool to get into is voiceover work. I wanted to be a voiceover artist. I wanted to do lots of things. I wanted to be the movie promo guy. Starts Friday at a theater near you. I wanted to do anything. I don't know, whatever it was. Uh, and I've done a lot of studying and looking at how to get into that business. I just thought it was kind of cool. Like what a cool little, whether it was a side hobby or something, do it in retirement, whatever. Well, I had an opportunity when I first launched my business to do an audio book. And I thought, wow, that'd be phenomenal. I'd love to do an audio book on Audible, which I use Audible. Fantastic. So it was literally to do narrate an audio, an, a, a book. And I'm like, what a cool project. What a great way to kind of break into this and learn this business. And so I, I and, and it was, it, it wasn't a lot of money. It was like 500 bucks to do this book. And I'm thinking, okay, I am, you know, whatever, a lot of money, not a lot of money, but I'm thinking, okay, it's, it's 500 bucks. Do it. It's not for the money. Really. It's for the experience. Cool. And I, I knew it wasn't going to be an easy thing, but I'm like, okay, well, how long would it take me to read a book? Well, um, a lot longer than I would have thought. It took me to do this audio narration. It it actually took me, I, I can't even tell, tell you how many hours it took me. And once I started, I couldn't stop because I, I had a commitment. I made a commitment. Like you submit your voice and then they select you and you agree to terms and this and that. And you got to deliver this final product. So I I had no idea what I was doing. I literally had no idea what I was doing. I was learning the, the software system, Adobe Auto, uh, um uh, Premiere. I was learning all this kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm trying to figure this thing out as I go. It took me, I'm, I'm going to tell you probably a hundred hours. Um, and, and it was an ungodly amount of time. I mean, it was literally just, it, it took me so much. I, I don't, I don't remember exactly much, but it was something like that. Uh, and I finally got it done. And the, the dummy knucklehead, whatever, never even paid me. So that was the end of kind of a scam artist. I looked them up afterwards, which I should have looked them up before. So I never got paid for it, which was disastrous. So I, I wish you could hear it because it would be really cool, but now it's not even out there. It was, I don't know, whatever. Uh, so uh, it was it was a futile task. But 
I will say I learned a lot, but it took a lot of time and it took time away from other stuff I could have been doing. Now, I was working like crazy trying to build my business and this was one of the things that I thought would be kind of a cool little side thing and it just swallowed up so much time it slowed me down at a time I didn't want to be slowed down at all. The bottom line is sometimes we take on these projects, we take on stuff, sometimes we just think it's going to be less time and it ends up being more, whatever it is. But here's something I learned, great, great book I've talked a lot about, about essentialism, Greg McKean, great, great book if you haven't gotten a chance to read it. And one of the things that he talks about in that book is the concept of if it's not a hell yes, like if your answer to doing it is not hell yes, don't do it. And that's the concept here that I want to talk about is you have to really be good at saying no. If it is not an obvious yes, you have to say no. And you have to, as leaders, you got to teach your people to do this too. And you've got to be on the lookout for those things that are really time sucks, that are t- that are taking people so much time that are bringing so little return. I see this in organizations all the time. Talented people are wasted because they are asked or told to do something that is taking a lot more time than the leader even realizes and bringing very, very little return, very little return. Uh, I see, I cannot tell you how much I see this. So as leaders, you have to be inspecting that and you've got to ask people. Sometimes they won't even want to tell you how much time it's taking them because it feels like it's a reflection on them and they're not, you know, adept enough to get it done faster. But bottom line is you have to ask people, Hey, realistically, how much time is this taking us or you? What's the commitment? Because you're, you're investing money, time, resources, but it's taking away from other things that you can be doing. So whether it's you or your people, it's not enough to get it off your plate and put it on somebody else's plate. This is a person that's in your organization. So what else could they be doing? One thing is to get it off your plate, yes, but if it's not a hell yes, don't do it. Okay, absolutely. Uh, I think about meetings. You know, a lot of us are invited to, a lot of leaders invited to tons of different meetings and sometimes people just want your opinion on something. But I think, you know, the average meeting, that the it seems like the, the typical kind of default meeting is an hour. Why is it an hour? Like there's nothing that you can't get done in 45 minutes that you, that, that you would have gotten done in an hour. There's nothing you can't do in an hour that you can't do in 45 minutes. Why are meetings a half an hour? Why are they not 15 minutes? If a half an hour meeting is enough, why not not do a 15 minute meeting? Why put a half an hour meeting on the books? Just think about the time that you're putting in. And most of the time, you know, when you have a meeting and you're calling a meeting with a bunch of people, if it's more than three people, you gotta really ask yourself, why do I have that many people in a meeting? I mean, truly, is there, am I really reliant on, everybody in there is it critical that everybody's in that meeting now sometimes you got to have a sales meeting you got to have a business unit meeting you've got to have a leadership meeting a team meeting a whole organization meeting you've got everybody in there you're delivering information critical news whatever of course you've got your normal stuff like that but there's a lot of times where i just see people setting meetings with just too many people involved and you don't have to say yes so if, if you're asked or invited to do something, it's your responsibility. And, and if you're, you've got a boss, you got to tell your boss, hey, I can do this, but here's what you have to understand. If I say yes to this, here's what I've got to say no to, or here's what will be compromised. So you just have to understand that it's your responsibility to lead up to your boss in that situation. 
Okay, I would want that, right? If, I, if I'm leading people, I'd want that person to tell me, hey, because otherwise I just think that they've got the capacity to do something. And again, if it's taking longer than it should, you've got to let them know that too. You've got to let them know. Bottom line is though, this is about you and your ability to say no to the wrong things, to say yes to the right things. Okay, this episode goes hand in hand with last last episode that you just listened to. In order to make room for those three critical things, you have to say no to the wrong things. You've got to figure out how to time block them and do them in less time, whatever the case is, uh, that's really critical. So again, in Greg McKean's words, if it is not a hell yes, it is a no. All right, so words for wisdom today, sharing a little bit to get the wheels turning. I hope that helps. Again, reach out to me if I can help in any way. Please let me know. As always, like, share, subscribe, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Go down below, give five-star review. I appreciate you. I love you. I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. Lead on.